Hey, Hardies, I'm Casey. And I'm Cammy. Welcome to the Hardies Hotline, your connection to Hope Valley. We want to give a shout out to our friends at Edify Films, where you can get fabulous When Calls the Heart merchandise, like my hat. And you can also get a fun When Calls the Heart game from our friends at the Bundle Game. Be sure to use discount code Hardy's Hotline for 10% off. We've got a fabulous episode for you today full of laughter, tears, and heart. So take a walk with us to Hope Valley and let's dive in. Welcome back, Hardies. We are here to continue our discussion of When Calls the Heart, Season 8, Episode 2. Honestly, Elizabeth, and again, we have Cammie and Laura Lynn here to dive into all the details. Now, you're getting a twofer this week because yesterday we talked all about the last five minutes, the tumultuous five minutes, the very mind-blowing five minutes. <laughs> Today and we didn't get to anything else. <laughs> <laughs> there was a lot to unpack. I there mean, was a lo- totally. it was jammed. It was it jammed. Was jammed. <laughs> I mean, John Tinker was not kidding. He, he was, was not kidding. kidding. And Brian Bird was not kidding. <laughs> no. no more cagey, just truth. <laughs> there was a lot of truth in that last there, three minutes. Yeah. There <laughs> sure was. Now, hopefully today's a little bit of a lighter episode for you because we are back into bopping around Hope Valley, checking everybody out and like saying, hey, what's everybody up to? And so let's just, we're going to talk about the townspeople and we're going to not talk about anybody else except for just the townspeople. Um, but first, let's dive in to Mrs. Helen Bouchard, who has been holed up in her room for the last like a few days she's not wanting to leave she's a bit spicy or a bit icy spicy um helen helen and her story i mean at first i really thought that the drama was gonna be with helen i really I thought she was gonna be like i thought it was gonna be this whole thing about I don't know. I'm going to call Elizabeth out and tell her like, she, you are in love with two men. How dare you? My son is worth of, he's worthy of you. Blah, 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 blah. And your writing is terrible. And like, I really thought it was going to be one of these things where Elizabeth's just going to have to like do her little Elizabeth Thornton magic and like win her over and stuff. But like, they were like, she was won over after a couple scenes. Yeah, it was fast. It was really fast. I mean, but you, but you know, it it was fast. But I think that part of that has to do with Hope Valley magic, not just Elizabeth Thornton magic. You know, there's something very special about being in Hope Valley and being surrounded by so many people who care so much about each other, and. She has also, she being Helen, she has seen how smitten her son is. It's very, very obvious. And we don't know what he's written home about her, but Helen said she seems special. Lucas immediately affirms she is. Mm -hmm. Helen says she's the reason you have decided to 
stay in Hope Valley, immediately affirms, yes, she is. Mm -hmm. I assume you and the constable are vying for Miss Thornton's hand. Well, you're just teeming with insights. I totally thought he was going to deny it. I totally thought he was going to deny it, but he basically affirmed it. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. I think that not only did the Hope Valley magic work on her a little bit, but Helen is being forced to see Elizabeth in a way that she has never seen any other writer that she's edited for Mm -hmm. because her son is in love with her. And she has got to figure out what her future feelings are going to be for this woman that very well might be her daughter-in-law. Or might not be her daughter-in-law. Or might not be her daughter-in-law. Which I feel like that's a little scarier, to be honest, but okay. (laughs) Right, right. But I think that she, you know, she came into town the way that she goes anywhere else. But then she was forced to look at Elizabeth a different way. And I, and I love what she says between her writing and the way she presents herself. I think I'm going to like Miss Thornton. And then what does Lucas say? She has that effect on people. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. she is forced to look at Elizabeth in a different way. And then, and then, we get the most telling piece of evidence of all. It's all a facade. She's hiding behind this brusque taskmaster of an editor because she's grieving the fact that her husband has left her. Yeah. No, this, man, this man who courted her for five years if we remember yeah Mm -hmm. let's talk about that for a second Mm -hmm. yes so hmm. helen first of all she insists on being called helen not mrs bouchard that's like a key giveaway second she she obviously she Painted. was trying to be she was trying to be liked while maintaining a formal boundary. It was very interesting because mm-hmm. it wasn't a warm, oh, call me Helen. It was a Helen. It was a correcting thing. Yeah. It was a correcting mm-hmm. attitude. So it was as if she was trying to be informal and be liked while maintaining a formal distance. It, it was a very interesting dynamic. Yeah. And like where I was going was like, she, she knows stories. She knows books. She talks about the facade. She tells on Elizabeth how honest she is and how real she is and how sometimes she hides behind a facade too. And the fact that she told Elizabeth that her husband had Lucas's father had left her, but she's not wanting to tell Lucas, obviously. Mm-hmm. I mean, in, and the fact that we know that Lucas kind of in a he has a very odd relationship with his parents so he seems very distant from them but then at the same time he also seems very close to them like he talked to Elizabeth how oh we went to you know Germany was one of my favorite places and this happened here and we went here and he he talks very fondly of his family and he even talks about how his father pursued his mother for five years and now it's like all a lie. 
I mean, you know, like one would see that as a lie. Like, I thought you guys were in love all this time and now I'm a grown person and then you're going to get divorced? Like, what? Well, and he's also very knowing of his mother's habits. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, when she corrected him, when she corrected him, the word is finish, not done. I'm like, oh my gosh. I was raised by an English major. So I know how, I know what that's like. <laughs> Luckily, I grew up knowing and wanting to speak correctly as well. So I didn't get in as much trouble as my brothers. But, um, but he was not the least bit surprised when she corrected his word usage. And you have a good influence on her. My mother usually works late. He's very, very familiar with her patterns. He's very familiar with her personality and the way she does things. And so for him to find out this, that she is hiding behind a facade because his father has left to go to London and we have no idea when or if he is going to return that would shake everything up in lucas's brain mm -hmm. and i don't think that she wants to do that because for all her formality she loves her son yeah absolutely and i feel like go ahead go ahead oh i, I this may be kind of sort of going off i'm not sure but um Lucas's perception on love is based on his parents' love story. And when you have something that is that deeply held inside, based on someone you love that much, and then it's going to be gone. And, you know, it, it will feel like a lie in a sense because of that. What is that going to do to Lucas? I mean, he's going to be heartbroken. And I mean, my heart hurts now thinking of how he's going to take it. Um, especially if he knows, one, his mom's been hiding it from him. And two, if he finds out Elizabeth knew and she didn't tell him either. He's going to, I don't know how he's going to react, but mm. it has the potential to be a very powerful storyline. And I think it's going to make him rethink a few things too. I didn't even think of that. I mean, he could I... have some major rethinking. Oh, yeah. And he could, and it could, it could give him even more drive mm -hmm. to make a relationship with Elizabeth work. We just don't know. We don't know how he is going to take it. Right. It yeah. could be anything. I mean, he, he, he believes in soulmates, right? Which he does. And I mean, and then you find out that the soulmates that you base that theory on are no longer together. It's like, ah. I already want to give him a hug. <laughs> he hasn't found out yet. Come, come, come here. Luke. I know. I know. <laughs> I know. And that's the other thing too. Like Lucas, so neither Nathan nor Lucas had a lot of scenes in this episode. Oddly yeah, enough. Yeah, they it really didn't. Very it was kind of surprising. It was very sparse, but like, I mean, Lucas is one, two for two for me. Like uh, so far, I really, uh, I really liked all his interactions with Elizabeth and mm -hmm. I loved his interactions with his mom. I mean, he, sometimes they say the way that a man treats his mom is the way he's going to treat his wife. And so oh, yeah. I really, really appreciated the fact that he was very worried about her and like 
being so cooped up and he knew her habits and he was very caring towards her he escorted her around town and everything like he's very checking up on her her. yeah Uh they had like lots of great little moments but you're right what is this gonna do to him i mean is he gonna fight flight or freeze that's what i keep coming to yeah like that's that's big if my parents announced to me and they've been married for over 30 years uh 33 34 something like that 30 over 30 years um and they just dropped the bomb on me and said if my mom came to me and said your father left me i'd be like you're joking right wait what (laughs) what but 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 and like all i i would probably question like my whole life and like the moments that I saw with my parents and mm-hmm. just all these different things and that's that's very hard that's very hard especially when you know that's your that's your role model mm-hmm. that's those are the people you've looked up to that's who shaped your ideas of love and everything so oh boy I I feel very I feel very nervous for Lucas and how he's going to react I feel nervous about how he's going to react when he realizes that Elizabeth knew because Mm -hmm. yes, I mean, for sure, Elizabeth should not say anything to anybody, despite the fact that she kind of already did to Rosemary, but Rosemary's gotten a lot better. Yeah, she, but still, she keeps this is like to herself when I mean, she, she needs to. Yeah, that, I mean, fair enough, but still, this is like, oh, oh yeah, Rosemary's uh, justification of, oh, it's not gossip if it involves you. I'm like, oh, honey. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, it didn't really involve Elizabeth, but you're oh, just trying okay. to say she hates <laughs> <Right, laughs> exactly. You're just justifying <laughs> the situation. <laughs> Let me let me say that again. You're just trying to satisfy your curiosity, darling. You know? yeah. Oh yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, and on top of everything that is going on with mother and Elizabeth, Lucas now has to consider Henry's offer of yes. bringing him back into the oil business. I mean, Lucas saw how that worked out last time. He's in no hurry to bring him back. Mm-hmm. He said, I like you, Henry. I don't know why, but I do. Now, why should I do this? <laughs> hey, okay, let's talk about Henry Gowan for a second. Oh, Who do you think he is writing to? It's the guy. It's it's the kid. Whoever the kid is. It's Christopher. It's, it's, it's gotta Chris- be Christopher. I mean, we don't know it's if Christopher is a nephew or a younger brother or a long lost son. We... I mean, we, we talked all about that in the predictions, whoever Mm -hmm. it is, it's Christopher. We just don't know what the connection is. Mm -hmm. And clearly it's a very emotional connection for Henry. We haven't seen him quite that riled, like the way he was yelling at Ned. Poor Ned. Gosh, it was horrible. I mean, I, I kind of understand because clearly Henry's very emotional about something, but we don't know what it is. And so it's like, Oh my gosh, Ned, you poor thing. Thank God Florence is there to, you know, kind of be like, you can't treat him this way. But uh, I just don't even know what it could be because whatever it is is so important to Henry. I mean, we just need to get Loretta and Rothger in here so they can tell us about their their little, you know, make-believe backstory that's been happening. <laughs> Absolutely. But then, mm-hmm. but then remember what Henry said when he fell again 
when he fell again outside the mercantile carson goes out to find him practically collapsed (laughs) i said i said to myself while i was watching carson needs to hang up a second shingle physician psychiatrist yes (laughs) he's doing so he needs a second shingle but did you realize what henry said to him he said yeah you've told me all about this before my it's my blood pressure you're a doctor you've seen a lot of people come into this world and you've seen a lot of people leave this world but it just doesn't matter what happens in between i was like oh henry Oh, Henry, what's going on? You know, I mean, and all of a sudden he's in such a big hurry to be a partner and a majority partner again in the oil business. I'm wondering if maybe he's thinking he's going to die and he wants to leave some means of support for Christopher, whoever he is. Mm-hmm. I, some kind of legacy of some sort. That's, oh. that's what I'm, that's what I'm wondering. Hmm. Yeah, that was a question I was going to ask you guys is, do you think that Henry thinks, or is Henry dying? Because we know that he has had health issues the last couple seasons now. And he, okay, I'm not going to lie. Um, when we see him in episode one, when he's initially mailing this letter, my first thought was, whoa, he looks rough. Hmm. Like, I mean, he, honestly, he I, looks a lot older than he has in the past. And he does beard is almost white. Yeah. 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 And Martin Cummings is very like put together <laughs> in real life. And like also on the show as Henry. And then all of a sudden he looks like he's very harrowed. Yeah, and what you do in between just isn't enough, is what he said. I don't think that Henry is dying, but I think that he thinks he's dying. Or Henry is dying and Carson Shepard to the rescue. He's going to figure out how to save him. Um, (gasps) I... What? is he gonna be the one that's in the infirmary remember the promo mm-hmm. with nathan and elizabeth and nathan yep. puts the coat over her maybe i kind of think it is just because there's no one else there and i mean it's a horrible thought but i feel like maybe lee throws his back out again no so I think it's a very real possibility Henry is in the infirmary and Elizabeth is the only one who was willing to wait for whatever Carson and Faith may be doing on Henry. Because she's not in the infirmary for no. whatever reason. So I don't know. I That's my, I don't know. It feels most logical that it's Henry. Um, yeah. But then I feel like it would be Lucas that would be sitting out there with Elizabeth and not Nathan. Because Lucas is closer to Henry than Nathan is. Oh, by all, by all means, by yeah, a lot. So yeah. I mean, I don't know. It'll be it'll be interesting for sure. Yeah. Um, but yeah, um, here's another fun thing that's been happening in Hope Valley. Somebody opened a new business. Yay! <laughs> Love that they're bringing more levity with Fiona, and she's kind of been like 
the fun storyline here with the guys not wanting to get their hair cut. <laughs> and nobody understands, nobody understands like, nickels and dime. And she has to explain oh it like 16 God. times. <laughs> and Mike says three times, nickels and dimes. That's funny. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't have to keep humoring me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, number one, come on, guys, keep up. <laughs> it is not that difficult. But, yep. you know, while we're on that topic, it's very, not only is it funny that everyone was saying, is it nickel spelled with a K, you know, <laughs> but it's very profound that Fiona is so bent on taking a stand that she is going to be her own big wheel and she's not going to step on anybody mm -hmm, to mm -hmm. do it. She's going to rise to the top through her own wit, through her own hard work. And she is going to make something of herself without degrading others. Yeah. It's very yes. profound. Yeah, it's, it it's full of levity, but it's very profound. Yeah. And then mm -hmm. it also really helps that we have ladies pushing their men into the barber <laughs> I think that was one of my favorite scenes of the episode because it was so they're all crying but just a trim right just... <laughs> oh my goodness Faith and Clara you're gonna get a haircut honey <laughs> about my husband yesterday with the whole like horse and love analogy yeah. we're gonna talk another thing um fun fact about my husband he's way more intuitive than i am and he knows when people are like supposed to be together it's really weird but he goes oh they're gonna get together <laughs> do you think that hickam has a crush on fiona because we know that he's crushing oh, on someone and oh, it's completely her yeah it's totally, I mean, there's, there's, there's lots of people, but there's only one obvious answer here, but that mm -hmm. would be an interesting combination because Hickam's just been like here in the back, you know, the floater he's yeah, he's, he's been, a floater. <laughs> he is a floater. First, he was in charge of putting doves on a diet. Well, first he was actually in the mercantile. <laughs> then he put the doves on the diet. <laughs> then and building a stage don't forget building, building the stage, stage and, and planting a tree and, and, exactly and building the right spot and building all those toys and wasn't it a dollhouse that he he built like this yeah. really he made the plans he the made plans, the plans for it okay yeah, yeah. he's very handy. now he's in the oil and he's spouting off like nitroglycerin and all this stuff like he's a you know honestly he gets he, around i mean <laughs> yeah. honestly hardies no <laughs> pun intended but hickam is a catch i don't know why when nobody's you know snatched him up yeah well and yeah. his his role his role in the episode was much larger mm -hmm. much larger than it's been in the past which leads me to believe that something is going to happen with Mike Hickam that and hasn't happened before you know he's been 
He's been the side character. He's been the comic relief. And he was still those things in this episode. But, but it was much, elevated. It was, exactly. Yeah. It was much elevated. He also had serious moments that were very tender a couple of times. Mm-hmm. Still clueless about nickels and dimes, but he came <laughs> back. He came back he and he made sure that she knew that he came back to finish the haircut which Mm -hmm. I thought was so sweet but yes his role was elevated I think we're gonna see a lot more of Michael Hickam in Mm -hmm. this in this season I I think so too I think I I kind of wonder if that's the whole romance that Pascal said and teased she said there's lots of romance in Hope Valley (laughs) we already know about Flo Yo we know about B- B- Moby what is Bill and Molly <laughs> yeah Moby, Moby. we know about the trying we already know about uh Rosemary and Lee Clara and Jesse Faith and Carson and all of them but like if we had another like sweet love story between Hickam and Fiona and like Hickam you know or Fiona brings Hickam's fun and Hickam you know um kind of settles Fiona down and like empowers her to you know do her thing I think it could be really sweet I'm, I'm here for this <laughs> if there's any man in town who will be supportive of a strong woman moving forward Michael Hickam Michael Hickam Michael Hickam <laughs> all righty so lots of ideas of love in Hope Valley so let's talk about an established couple oh finally <laughs> 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 rosemary and lee my faves my faves so if you guys had a chance to go listen to the bubbly sashes episode on monday i highly encourage it it is really fun it's actually they recap this episode with kevin um and spoiler alert kevin actually hurt his back before filming so um this is art imitating life and so oh, go and making things and enabling the actor to still keep working. Yeah. <laughs> Whoa. Yeah. No clue. That's amazing. Yeah. He was he was playing hurt, Hardy's. He was yeah. playing hurt. Can I just say how elegant he looked in that black robe? I loved that choice of wardrobe. It was so I don't know. That that was that was a lot more than his man of leisure robe. He that that was elegant. I wonder if he had that made in South America. Yeah. He's married to Rosemary Laveau Coulter, who will settle for nothing but the finest. Absolutely. <laughs> it's a legitimate point. Have you not seen their bedroom? I mean, come on. It's very ornate. it's true it's true and you know they made stops in los angeles so could have easily gotten a fine new robe there for the cruise yeah 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 shopping on rodeo drive (laughs) fancy (laughs) fancy okay so we know we also know from interviews that kevin and pascal have done that they're saying something brewing for these two mm-hmm. something brewing and we started to get a little bit of that today when or on sunday when she was um playing with little jack and the puppy oh, yes. um beautiful scene it's beautiful. so touching 
I just, my heart went out to her because she's like talking as though it's a normal day and all of a sudden her tone just completely shifts and her, her, her countenance completely shifts. And she's like, Lee and I smile. And I'm like, I'm sure you do more than just smile when you hear baby Jack laughing. (laughs) Well, and after, after our talk with Pascal and how she says that she relishes those scenes with the twins because you never know how they're going to react. And so it's always up in the air how the scene is going to go and then how it's going to get edited together. Just to watch her, watch her do that performance and play off of him. Because mm-hmm. th- he's not exactly a reliable actor at <laughs> two years old. Right. <laughs> mm-hmm. <No. laughs> so uh, so just to watch her play off of him and to have the emotion while playing off a two-year-old. You know, it's 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 amazing. It's, it's incredible it's, work. It's brilliant. It's absolutely brilliant. And I don't know if it's because this scene came a little bit after or whatnot, but like when she sees Opal with the ice cream all over her face, I mean, yeah. let's be real. Season three, Rosemary would have been like, oh, sticky children. <laughs> but she was like, oh, sweetheart. <laughs> like, that must like, be a yummy ice cream cone. <laughs> I was just like, oh my goodness, give this, give this woman a child. (laughs) Yes, they need a child. I don't care how it happens, but they need, but Rosemary is made to be a mother, clearly. So she needs either a baby of her own or adopt. I'm guessing adopt, but just, they need a child. (laughs) Yeah. Talking about that scene with uh, Opal and the ice cream cone, it just made something pop in my head. What if Robert got on Sargent to show off for Allie? Uh, That's very possible. It's very possible. Because he would not admit that to Elizabeth. He would he would probably rather die than than admit that to Elizabeth. <laughs> but you know he was going on about how I'd never ridden before, and you know yeah, Casey but he has her huge theory about horses. Horses <laughs> in love, it goes together. Horses but... in love, but <laughs> you're right. Horses he's... in love, and you know because he's saying, oh, I I could ride that horse. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I bet you he was showing off for Allie because Nathan said to Elizabeth in the very beginning, Allie has reached that age. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And he's about the same age as my nephews. And I know how they can be. So (laughs) (laughs) Shred those feathers, Peacock. (laughs) Like I, I know how seventh, eighth and ninth grade boys can be. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, I, I hear stories, so I would not be surprised if Robert was trying to show off for Allie. Poor thing. Mm-hmm. Totally. <laughs> oh my goodness. Poor, Poor kid. Um, one more, one other little, actually, a few more moments here. We're starting to see a little more flow, yo. It's like mm-hmm. we're not seeing a lot of zing yet, but there's definitely, they're building something. They're definitely building something because Florence is automatically like, 
defending oh stands up for him immediately he's like damn (laughs) here we are but then the other funny moment with florence is i have never seen a florence so i don't know what's like embarrassed yeah Usually hiding her face. <laughs> oh Molly, don't do it. Molly, don't do it. I mean, usually Flomo is like in sync. They're like usually yeah. like in cahoots together, but this time she's like, You're staring. What are you doing? Oh, don't do that. What? Oh gosh, I can't even look at you right now. Like, <laughs> You're just hungry. Let's eat. <laughs> I need that to be a gift. Loretta's face is brilliant. Because how many times have we been with a friend and they're about to do something crazy and we're just like, I'm I I can't nope. Mm -mm. I can't can't look. And it's like I have to almost watch it's a train wreck, but I have to keep (laughs) it. to mention that molly's all like up in arms and then she gets embarrassed because she figures she realizes it's lucas's mother Mm. (laughs) and then the next thing we know she's like running out of the cafe (laughs) and it's like you know bill is at the cafe right molly i mean he's been going to the cafe he's there you're gonna see him he's making flatjacks or weird chili in the back I mean, <laughs> then she totally turns on bill and bill's all like i knew you liked me and she was like don't flatter yourself <laughs> like, oh, i felt so sorry. bad for bill because in the saloon he's clueless he has no idea why she's you have she's a fan i didn't yeah, know i do i yeah. didn't know <laughs> And then in the street, he's all confident. He's like, oh, yeah, you have a crush on me. She's like, no, no, I don't. It's like, ooh. He did say it was going to be a game of cat and mouse. And I'm kind of yep. seeing the hints of that. And I can't mm-hmm. wait to see how it plays out for the rest of the season. I'm well, very excited. Just, yeah. Well, and just the way that Bill says, see, you are interested in me. <laughs> don't flatter yourself. And then just turns on her heel and walks away with a sassy look back with a sassy look oh man and just just her what are you under the impression i'm interested in you as a suitor you know just knock him down about five pegs you know (laughs) make him question everything he's been told it'll be fun i feel like we need this levity i feel like we need these other characters just to lighten it up because we can't have something that's so heavy all the time we can't have something that's so just like a comedy of errors all the time we we need that balance and i love that they're bringing a fresh perspective to hope valley and they're bringing all these comedic moments um Speaking of speaking of perspective, can I can we just talk about that camera angle of Lee in the infirmary? Yes, above the bed, (laughs) above the gurney. That was that was the that was the best point of view. I loved that camera angle. So fun! It was so so perfect because we don't get that angle. We don't get that angle ever. And yeah. so for us to just be right on top of Lee watching his every move and then pick him up. Oh, you know, <laughs> <laughs> poor guy. 
his little aside comments like oh boy he does it so well he improvs so well he is so natural on the screen Mm -hmm. you never wonder he's he's got that same kind of quality as tyler hines just that Mm -hmm. casual that casual natural flow that you never question Mm -hmm. if their character is a real person yeah Yeah. it's it's great it's fantastic it is Mm -hmm. super fun so good well the last character we're going to touch on um before we bid you adieu for the evening or the daytime whenever you're listening to this (laughs) joseph canfield played by the wonderful delightful dip leacock and he is going to be moving his family to Hope Valley. I mean, and living in Henry Gowan's old cabin. Okay, first of all, who knew that like, Henry Gowan had a cabin? Uh, right? What did Bill get land? Where did Henry get a cabin? Do <laughs> 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 it anyway. They don't divulge all their secrets, Laura Lynn. <laughs> I mean, that seems like a pretty some privacy. <laughs> 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 private landowners <laughs> yeah. he, the, a lot of people have been saying how wonderful i mean we all know that viv leacock is wonderful we've seen him in Haley D- dean mysteries we've seen him in other hallmark things oh he's brilliant in he Haley dean he's so so good but there's just something about viv in holt valley land and like mm-hmm. that universe that just makes me smile and just go yep. this is this is gonna be this is going to be fantastic. Like, I am so excited to meet his family. Oh, I am yeah. so, so excited to see what um, he brings to Hope Valley, too. Because, like, at this time, we don't really know what his role is going to be in Hope Valley. We have a lot of suspicions. Like, we've heard maybe he's going to open up the gas station. We know he works for the railroad because he's delivering 250 pounds of coffee to Lee and Rosemary's, <laughs> which like is 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 lee gonna open up tim hortons is that like what's gonna happen up there? no 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 see he's gonna sell he's gonna keep some for himself and then he's gonna sell some to bill for the cafe and he's gonna sell some to lucas for the uh for the saloon no so, he's gonna yeah. start the first timmy's in canada oh okay tim hortons. <laughs> tim hortons founded in 1918 by leland coulter there you have it named after timmy layton (laughs) (laughs) anyways but but joseph joseph canfield like what are what what are y'all's thoughts about joseph i liked him immediately i mean i love viv leacock and anything he's in so i knew i would like him but joseph has this it's like one of those uh, inexpressible qualities where he almost glows from the inside out yeah and his interactions with the people of the town brief though they were like he clearly had an impact on rosemary i'm still trying to figure out why because you know he just said something so simple of i'm praying for your husband and she was clearly moved by that so you know that was a sweet interaction and i can't wait to see what more comes out of there but then he's so joyful when he's talking to jesse and when he's talking to lee and even when he was talking to hickam he just, like I said, he has that intangible quality that has been missing on the show for a while. Like, I feel like, I think it's been talked about that he could potentially be the new pastor. Um, and I feel like he has a lot of those qualities Frank had just 
on a, you know, what did he have? Six, seven minutes of screen time. But he, he had, there's something about him that just radiates peace and joy. Like started singing it as well, right? Just mm-hmm. randomly walking down the street. Yeah, I, I think I'm really gonna like Joseph and yeah. I'm so glad he's in Hope Valley. Yeah. The word that I would use to describe Joseph is soothing. Hmm. He has a very soothing presence. He lights up when he talks about his family and just very peaceful feeling that he has a happy family life. You don't know that there's turmoil yet. Mm-hmm. We know because of <laughs> because of sneak peeks and such, but he doesn't focus on that. Mm-hmm. He focuses on the serenity that the new home is going to give. He's very polite and he talks to you with politeness, but also with ease and familiarity so that you feel like you've known him all your life. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, when he shook hands with Gowan and he said, call me Henry. I was like, what did you do to him? <laughs> yeah. You can't. And, and then with Rosemary, mm-hmm. I, I think that part of that was because she had not heard that in a while. And so it hmm. struck her as, as different. Mm-hmm. Um, but soothing once again, just knowing that someone, a complete stranger wants to pray for your husband. So yeah, I would describe him as soothing and as joyful and I cannot wait. My, my prediction that there was going to be strife in welcoming a new family. I think there's going to be drama with the whole blindness issue, but uh, for them as a family, it doesn't look like there's going to be any trouble with the town accepting them, mm-hmm. which just yeah. adds a level, an- another level of this amazing community feeling. It's, yes. it's yeah. beautiful. It's yes. beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> I wonder if Joseph's running theme will be that song, It Is Well, just because we know his the story of, um, well, we don't know the story. We just know that his daughter, um, is, is blind. So, um, and we don't know if she was, um, if she was born that way or, or if there was an accident that right. happened, like we, we still don't know that backstory, but I kind of just kind of have to wonder if that's maybe a running theme song. Cause he did sing it. I mean, yeah. when, um, he was walking back to town. So yeah, lots of fun things. <sighs> you guys. next week and here's the here's the other thing too we're about to wrap it up here because this is episode two for this very week one (laughs) episode that we've watched but we we split a one hour episode into two hours (laughs) there's a lot to digest there y'all there's a lot to digest there's a lot to digest next week i mean we i thought we took off running we really took off sprinting galloping Galloping. (laughs) no pun intended but (laughs) next week what are you guys feeling about regards to next week's episode from ashes 
I feel like it's going to be just as emotionally like roller coastery. This week oh, we were gallop this week we were galloping. Next week we're going to be exploding. You know, literally. <laughs> literally. Yeah. I mean, and I mean, my my thought is are we going to put aside everything that was said to save lives here i cannot get that scene of nathan helping lucas up out of my mm-hmm. head and what is nathan feeling when he helps lucas up i just told elizabeth i love her and i know that you do too you know what I mean? mm-hmm. or is he not even thinking about that and all he cares about is saving lucas's life are we putting everything aside to save lives or is it constantly running through our brains while we're going through the motions? You just, <laughs> I think I'm going to need another oxygen tank. <laughs> I, yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> I just, my first thought is those poor remaining widows that are still in Hope Valley because the boom the boom oh i did not even think about the boom oh my god it's been what eight years since the mining accident it's been a lumber town there's no booms with lumber unless a tree is falling down wow this is an explosion this is like very very on par with the accident the mine the mine disaster can you imagine yeah. what can you imagine what it will look like if they do a close up on Loretta and Johanna's faces? <gasps> yeah. Wow. Mm. So <laughs> now I oh really boy. want that to happen. <laughs> yeah. And also, like any of the you know remaining children that we don't see that had grown up in Hope Valley, and just mm-hmm. like. Emily and Anna, Emily and Anna are the two children that were in the pilot and are still there. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But I'm talking about the the fictional children that we don't see that are still, you know, in Hope Valley, Hope Valley. But yeah, Yeah. I mean, there's only very few that were, that are still remaining in the pilot. I mean, we know that we can't show everybody that lives there and, you know, but it's still one of those moments where you're like, oh, I think it'll be really exciting. Mm-hmm. So I think you're right. Oh, yeah. Stay tuned, Hardies and Hardies. Let us know what you think about our episode. Um, make sure you subscribe to us on YouTube and on all the audio podcast stuff, iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher. And be sure you follow us on Instagram and on Twitter. And wait there's more yes it's like an infomercial um just remember that on Sundays and actually any day of the week really I have this really fun when calls the heart scorecard in which you can log your thoughts about what you thought about this episode in very you know emojis or short fun sweet moments and stuff so um if you tag us we'll repost it on our instagram and we've been getting a lot of great feedback from that and it's a lot of fun to see y'all's thoughts so Be sure you guys tune in, let us know your thoughts and we can't wait. We will see you all 
next time next time (laughs) buckle up (laughs) again again (laughs) at this point we're gonna need more (laughs) seatbelts straps (laughs) like (laughs) (laughs) all righty bye